throughout the rest of the year, growing in God's grace together here at Central Baptist Church. You notice as you look around the room this morning, it looks a lot barer than it did on Wednesday night. Uh, all of the Christmas decorations are gone for a little while, and uh, boy, it just broke my heart to see all of the snowflakes go in the garbage. Uh, I looked up, and they were on the ladder up here Wednesday night, and I appreciate all the help that we had, and I, I said, you're throwing them away? And they said, yeah, what are we going to do with them? I said, well, all of the work that went into that, I felt like we should have at least auctioned them off or something. Thing, 98 snowflakes. Uh, so I've got one in my office. If you want one, I'll sell it to you. I save one. I appreciate the ladies' hard work, but all of the banners are down from 2021. All the preparations are being made now for next Sunday. Next Sunday is our annual Vision Sunday, probably one of my favorite Sundays of the year where I get to share with you what God's put on my heart as far as the direction of our church. And aren't you excited this morning that God does have a plan for us? Looking forward till he returns. I know our world's in chaos right now and things are uh, topsy-turvy, but I'm thankful God still has a will for his people and God still has a calling for us and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next Sunday morning. I want to encourage you to be here for that and looking forward to really sharing my heart of what God's put in there. Now be honest with you, it's kind of like a Christmas present. Uh, It's hard for me to keep a secret when I have a really good gift for someone in my family and that's kind of how Vision Sunday is. I've been sitting on it now for about three months, very excited about sharing it with you, so come next Sunday where I can get that off my chest and sleep a little easier, right? Genesis chapter 19, turn there if you will. Genesis chapter number 19. I do want to encourage you, before you leave here today, I'm going to have our ushers at the back door holding up our, our daily Bible reading calendars for 2022. It's not too late to start, all right? We're just at the new year. If you haven't gotten one of these, these are free of charge. I want every human being that is here this morning to have one of these to take them home. They're a beautiful calendar uh, that gives us our daily Bible reading course that will help you read through the Bible in a year. Uh, you know, it's very sad that that so many Christians will live an entire life and never read through the Word of God and missing out on the great truths that our Father has prepared and preserved for us in there. And you might find something that will help you out. It's amazing. You read that book, you might find something that will help you for what you're going through right now. Genesis chapter number 19, if you're there, let's stand together as we're going to jump in and read a little bit about the life of Lot today. We're at kind of a transitional service to where uh, we finished up our Christmas series last week, and we'll begin our New Year's theme next week, and we're going to have something the Lord's given us today to help us bridge the gap, reading about Lot, and we know the story of Lot very well, of how Lot chose to chase after the money and chase after the lifestyle that would benefit this life, not the next. And Lot moved over to Sodom, a very wicked city. That's where we get our term Sodomites from. Uh, And the Bible says that God's judgment is about to rain down. His wrath is about to rain down on Sodom. And yet God is about to deliver Lot and his family out of that. And we're going to pick up in verse number uh, 15 as the angels are giving the command for them to leave. God has sent the angels to bring them out. Genesis chapter 19, verse 15, the Bible says, And when the morning arose, the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men lay hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city." Watch verse 17, the Bible says, And it came to pass, when they had brought them abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, 
lest thou be consumed. Let's stop there. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the privilege to be in your house right here at the beginning of our year. Father, thank you for your goodness and your grace that has brought us to a new year. Father, I pray that we would seek, Lord, in the service today to do your will. Lord, you knew each of us were going to be here today. None of us are here by surprise to you. And yet, Father, you've prepared something for all of us. Lord, I've prepared my heart. Now, I pray you'd help me to preach what you'd have us to preach. But, Lord, help us decide right now. We're going to receive and respond to how you lead us in the service today. Help us start this new year off right in obedience to you, however you may lead, for the lost to be saved today. And, Lord, for the saved to be challenged to do your will in this new year. For it's in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I was thinking this morning about a hobby that my wife and my daughter and I uh, enjoy together. Uh, You know, when uh, you get married, you kind of hope that your spouse is going to have some of the similarities that you do as far as hobbies. Uh, And then when you have children, you know, you never know uh, if your children are going to like the things that you like and you kind of hope they do. That way you can enjoy some things together. And one of the things my wife and my daughter and I enjoy doing together is uh, is what we call antiquing. Uh, Anyone else like to antique? Uh, A lot of times it's really just junk, to be honest with you. Uh, The real... English antiques, we can't afford those necessarily, but we like to go to antique stores. We all have our own little hobbies of things that we like to buy and things that we look for. Uh, My wife, she collects some dishes that her great-grandmother, her grandmother had that have a certain floral pattern on them, and it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. We'll go out of town, we'll go to antique stores, and we look for things, and uh, my daughter, she will go in, and she likes vintage Disney stuff. We're talking about 1950s, 1960s Disney stuff, and she can tell you all about the artists who did the work, Mary Blair, and a lot of those people that did some of the early artwork for Disney, and she even likes the old Disney records, and she'll bring them home, and uh, she'll play the records there on the record player at the house, and so that's what she looks for, and I just look for junk that interests me. I really have no rhyme or reason uh, behind some of the junk, and if you've been in my office, I affectionately call it the flea market. Uh, you come in my office and you look behind me on the wall, there is, uh, there is no rhyme or reason to all of the stuff that is up there, but it's stuff that interests me, and it's my office, and so I'm going to put things in my office that interests me. You get you an office, you put what interests you in your office, okay? That's kind of how that works. But I've liked antiques and I've liked junk since I was a kid. And I remember one instance in particular, my mom took me to an antique slash junk store in Monticello, Mississippi, and uh, she was looking for something, and I was not really looking for something, I was just looking, and I came across something I'd never seen before. Uh, It was about this tall off the floor, about that wide, had a glass front on it, there were all these colors and knobs on it, and I asked the gentleman, I says, what in the world is that? Uh, He says, that is a Chinese pinball machine. I said, wow, you know, in America, they're on a stand, they have the glass table. This was just a flat thing about that tall, and it sat against the wall. It had one little flipper on it. And he said, that's a Chinese pinball machine. There's very few of them in the United States. It's very rare. You know, he was selling me on it. He didn't take me long to sell me on it, and I was like, I want that, and I need that in my life. So I went to my mom, and I said, Mom, I, I need this, this, uh, this pinball machine. It's a Chinese pinball machine. I'd be the coolest guy in the neighborhood. Well, first off, we didn't live in a neighborhood, but I'd be the coolest guy at the end of the dirt road that I lived on. Nobody else in my town of 200 people had a Chinese pinball machine. And so I told my mom, i got to have it. She says, well, you don't have the money for that. It's a couple of hundred dollars. And I said, but I still need that. You know, I need it in my life. And, and so she said, uh, do you have layaway? She asked the gentleman. The gentleman said, yes. 
And so she put down $20 on it. And uh, over the next few weeks and months, I worked and worked. And I, I, I did all that I could to earn the money to pay for that Chinese pinball machine. I would drive to Monticello with my mom. She'd take me there. And I would give him another $20. And I'd go back and work a little while, give him another $20. And after a while, I had worked and worked all my way through the getting the money I needed. And finally, the day came. It was time to go pay off my Chinese pinball machine. And sure enough, I drive over there. I pay off the machine, uh, put it in the car. I kept looking in the back seat of the car. There it was. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm somebody now. Uh, I have a rare antique from the Orient. Uh, I mean, use the big words, it makes it sound even better. And uh, so it's back in the back seat. We got home and I unloaded. I showed my dad, and look, look at that. Your son is successful. He has imported antiques to your home, and, and now our house has been graced with the presence of this fine article of antiquity. We unloaded it there at the house. He wasn't as impressed as I was with it, and we unloaded it. We propped it against the wall of the house there by the kitchen sliding door, and they went on in the house, and I just sat there looking at it. It didn't even work. And I sat there, and I looked at it, and I was so proud of it. And then I had this question, this light bulb. You know how light bulbs can be loose and then every once in a while they make a connection and the light bulb comes on? Well, the light bulb came on. After I had worked, paid for it, and brought it home, the light bulb came on. Two simple words comprise the question that I had to answer. Now what? I had it. I worked hard to get it. But now what do I do with it? It had instructions, but they were in Chinese. <laughs> My friends would come over and look at it. They'd say, man, that's neat. Can we play? I said, no. Why not? It doesn't work. Well, why did you get it? Not sure. <laughs> but I wanted it, and I worked hard for it, and I got it. But only after I got it did I finally ask the question, now what? What am I going to do to it? And can I tell you what happened to it? It stayed propped up against the wall of our house until the South Mississippi humidity finally got to the particle board it was built out of. And it slowly just melted into the ground until finally one day we took it to the city dump. Now something I want you to get out of this this morning. The problem was I hadn't seen far enough past getting it to decide what I was going to do with it. I wanted it really bad, and all that I saw was I wanted it, and I didn't see past wanting it far enough to decide what was I, what was I going to do with it when I finally got it, and you know what I did? I wasted it. I wasted it. Now, it's a shame to work that hard and to get what I want and then to squander it. But there's a moral to the story this morning. Friday night, we were up in Louisiana at my wife's mom and dad's. Her birthday's on the 1st, so we ring in the new year. We ring in her birthday, or her birthday month, as she likes to call it. And we're standing outside. We're popping fireworks. And I have been so looking forward to getting through 2021. 2021 was a hard year. We worked a lot to get through 2021. Toughest year of my life, hands down. We struggled through 2021. We battled through 2021. And here it was. I even had my cell phone out. I played Auld Lang Syne, you know. You got to have that to be officially New Year's. We had the little party poppers, you know, you pull the string. I've gotten cheaper in my old age about fireworks. We just get a few of those. We did it. Check the fireworks box for the year. 
I had my daughter on my left arm and my wife on my right arm as the new year rolled in. And I said, wow, we made it. We made it. And then that same question popped in my head again. Now what? Now what? We've been working and struggling and striving to get through 2021. And we've all been excited about turning that chapter of life as soon as we could. And now we have. Now what? How many times did we say in 2021, I'm ready for this year to be over. I just want to make it through this year. If we can just get past this year and when the new year rolls around, how many times did we say that in 2021? Well, here we are. Now what? We worked hard. We struggled. We did our best to get through it. We laughed together. We cried together. We trudged through it. And now we have made it through. But now what? Now that we possess what we've wanted, we wanted a new year, a fresh start. Let's get through the, all of that last year, 2021, 2020. We've gotten through all of that. Okay, now what are we going to do with it? I believe this morning God's given us a great opportunity in the new year, but we've got to know with what, to, what to do with what God's given us or else we're going to get to the end of 2022 and we're going to realize we wasted it. All of that was for nothing. Now, This morning, we're going to see Lot answer that question for us. Lot has a question to answer about moving forward. Now, what does he do? Now, we know the story of Lot. Lot made a bad decision. Rather than follow after God, he chose the well-watered plain of Sodom where he would get rich, even though he was moving to a wicked city. And in moving toward that wicked city, he moved away from God. By the way, be careful of making decisions that lead you away from God, regardless of how good they look. So now God's judgment is about to rain down on Sodom and Gomorrah, a perverted abomination of a city, and God's about to destroy it. And in God's mercy, he sends angels to bring Lot out. And they do bring Lot out. Notice, if you will, verse 16, while he lingered, the men or the angels laid hold upon his hand and upon the hands of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. Stop right there. He's out of the city, is he not? He's made it out. He's gotten away from the destruction God's about to bring. But I love what happens between verse 16 and verse 17. You don't see it there, but Lot is having to answer the question, now what? God has brought him out. God has brought him through. And now he's got to decide what he's going to do. In spite of himself, God has been good and brought him through. But now he's got to answer the question of what he's going to do. So this morning we look at a very, very simple thought preparing for the new year and our theme next Sunday. The message is simply, now what? Now what? And we're going to look at what to do now that God has brought us through. What to do now that God has brought us through. Now, before we look too far ahead... Before we look and decide, you know what, I want to do this in 2022, and I'm hoping for this in 2022, we need to reflect on how we got to where we're at today, okay? Before we make plans for the new year and have vision Sunday, next Sunday, and we reveal what God's put on our heart for the new year for our church, before we look at that, we need to understand and realize that God brought us to this place that we're at right now. Now, notice who got Lot to where he was. The Bible says it was the Lord that delivered him there. Now, if you're not careful, 
you will realize and start to think to yourself that it was by sheer American spirit that we made it through 2021. Now, you know me. I'm an American, not an American, all right? I believe in that pioneering American spirit. I believe in that grit, that old cloth that we can grunt through anything. But the only reason that we have made it to 2022 is by the very grace of God. It was not us. It was God that got us to where we're at. Now, why is that important? Well, look down at verse 16. There's something you need to see before we look forward in the new year. Verse 16, the Bible says they laid their hands on him to bring them out. But notice in the very center of verse 16, there's a very important line. The Bible says, the Lord being merciful unto him. The Lord being merciful unto him. Number one this morning, before moving into a new year, we need to see that mercy is what made the difference. It was mercy that made the difference. Can I tell you how Lot got out of that city? Well, the answer is verse 16. The Lord was merciful unto him. Can I tell you how we got out of 2021? Can I tell you how we got out of all the hardship, the grief, the pain, and the struggle? Can I tell you how we got out of that to the place that we're at right now? Well, the answer is right there in verse 16. The Bible says the Lord being merciful. Do you know as we celebrate this new year, and boy, my neighbors are still celebrating. I, I thought you quit popping fireworks at midnight, you know? I got some neighbors. They started celebrating at Christmas, and they're still celebrating today. I don't know, maybe one of those random holidays. We don't know about National Potato Day or something. I don't know, but they're still celebrating out there. But you know what we're celebrating or what we should be celebrating? We should be celebrating the mercy of the Lord. Why? Because it's the Lord's mercy that brought us out to the place that we're at right now. Folks, listen, before you make plans on what you're going to do in the new year for God, boy, I'm going to reach more people for Christ. I'm going to pass out more gospel tracts. I'm going to be more faithful to church. Before you look forward to that, we ought to pause right now this morning and realize that we've made it this far because the Lord is merciful to us. Now, folks, if that don't get you excited, something's wrong. You know, just like Lot, I think about our country. Our country is so foreign now from God We've drifted so far away from God, we're encroaching upon the city limits of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where the United States of America is at. Read your Bible. The United States is closing in on that far country of abomination and perversion. And just like that city, we deserve everything we have coming. And yet we made it through 2021. Do you know why? Because it was mercy that made the difference. Ephesians 2, 4, the Bible says our God is rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. I've known a lot of rich people in my life. I have many friends that are millionaires. I even have one friend that is a billionaire. And they're rich in dollars. But no amount of dollars could get you through 2021. But I'll tell you what got me through. The Lord's mercy. The Lord's mercy. Do you know what mercy is? I've told you many times, I'm sure you've heard it from better preachers many times. Mercy is when God withholds from us what we do deserve. As a nation who slaughters millions of innocent children in their mother's womb, we deserve everything we have coming and more. 
For a nation that condones what God calls an abomination, the very reason that he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, that bottom lowliest place in the pit of sin, for a nation that has embraced that and promoted that and normalized a lifestyle that God calls an abomination, we deserve everything we have coming, and yet we didn't die and we weren't destroyed in 2021. God brought us through. Why? Because we're good? No, because of his mercy. God was merciful. Now, before we look forward to the new year, we've got to see it was mercy that made the difference in our life. I think about 2021 and all the obstacles we face. Think about this. We faced political obstacles. Did we not? We faced economic uh, obstacles. We, we faced social obstacles. We faced medical obstacles. I mean, everything in the world should have ruined us and taken us out, and yet here we are. It's 2022. We've made it outside the city walls. We've made it safe from the destruction that we deserved, and it's not because of us. It's all because the Lord is merciful. Oh, listen, that'll make you so. Even the most grumpiest curmudgeon here this morning, that'll make you smile, that our Lord is merciful. There was a lady once as she was laying in bed dying. The doctors had done all that they could do. They could not help her. Her pastor would stop by and visit her from time to time and would ask her, hey, how are you doing? And she would say, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, I know what the, the fate is. And uh, I'm doing okay. But sometimes doubt and fear come. And doubt and fear take away my joy. And doubt and fear try to take away my peace. And the pastor says, you know, I... Let's pray together, and I'll pray with you how, we can, how God can help you with that. And the pastor went home just very burdened of how he could help this member. He went home, and the Lord led him to Psalms 23 and verse 6. The Bible says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. He went back to the lady in the hospital. He says, Look, I thought about what you said, and, and you said that doubt and fear come, and they try to take your joy. I want to let you know the Bible says you have two people with you that are going to help you and keep you from losing your joy and your peace. She said, well, who is it? He says, it's Mr. Goodness, and it's Mr. Mercy. The Bible says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. He says, I want you to know that as you make your journey to be with your Lord and you're preparing to draw your last breath, listen, your peace and your hope and your faith can't be taken away from you because you have two large bouncers, one on the left, one on the right. It's Mr. Goodness and it's Mr. Mercy. And the Bible says he'll follow you. And I'm thankful this morning. That all the things that happened in 2021, they tried to take our joy and our peace and our hope. They couldn't take it from us. Do you know why? Because goodness and mercy are following us. And this morning, as we look forward to the new year, we can look forward with hope. Why? Because the Lord's merciful. I'm flanked on my left by his goodness. I'm flanked on my right by his mercy. I'm not going to ask the devil to bring it on, but whatever he brings on, we can handle it. Why? The Lord is merciful. So look at Lot here. We see Lot, he's been delivered. The trouble was his own doing, and yet God reached down. I want you to see something beautiful in verse 16. The Bible says, while he lingered, here he is even holding up, hesitating. The men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful, and they brought him forth. I think about how many times in 2021... The Lord took us by the hand and brought us out. I think about January 2021. 
funeral after funeral after funeral. That was hard. That was hard. I don't like to cry in public, but boy, I've cried a lot of tears in that office. Boy, it was just hard. And yet, thank God, there was a merciful God who took us by the hand and he let us out. Now, folks, if that doesn't get your blood going a little bit this morning, you need to check and make sure that thing's beaten right. We serve a God who's brought us through a lot in 2021. But wait a minute, there's something we need to see here. The Bible says he brought him out. Now, here Lot sits at the end of verse number 16, and God's brought him out, but wait a minute. Verse 17 says, and it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, escape for thy life. Now, you got to see this this morning. God brought them out of all of that difficulty, all of that trouble. God brought them through that. God took them by the hand and pulled them out of all of that. And now they sit and they've made it through. They've made it through. But it's not over because the command in verse 17 says this. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth, he said, escape for thy life. After God brought them out, we see his mercy. But number two this morning, we need to hear the calling to keep going. Notice he didn't say stop here. He says, escape for thy life. Escape for thy life. You see, God had brought them all the way through all of that. He had gotten them clear of the city. Now they're out of the city, and God says, I don't want you to stop there. You know, we're so thankful that God has allowed us to turn the page on 2021. Thank God for that. Thank God for his mercy that got us through that. But can I tell you God's will for us this morning? The question is now what? What do we do now? Well, we don't stop here. It's the will of God that we keep going in the direction that he brought us out of. God didn't bring them out to stop there. God just gave them a head start so that they could keep going. But here's the problem with that. The problem is it falls to us to make the decision to keep going. I'm not going to ask you this morning how sad would it have been for Lot to be delivered. But wait a minute. You look down at the end of verse 17. What if Lot had stayed behind? The Bible says, lest thou be consumed. How sad would it have been for God to bring them through all of that and then Lot say, okay, I'm good. I'm going to stop right here. The Bible says, lest thou be consumed. Now, can I ask you, how sad would it be for God to bring us through all that he did in 2021 and us decide, now that we're at 2022, we're just going to take it easy. God didn't bring us through all of that to leave us. God got us out so that we could go on, but there's a human factor in all of that. We've got to decide, you know what? Thanks be to God for his mercy that he brought us through all of that. It wasn't us that got through that. It was God that brought us through that. Reminds me of the man who was tumbling down a hill. He was headed toward a cliff, and he's praying as he was falling, Lord, please help me. Lord, send somebody to help. And he's tumbling, tumbling, tumbling. He says, God, you got to help me. And finally, this limb caught him on the, the pants and stuck through his pants loop and held him up from going over the edge. He looked up to heaven. He says, never mind, God, I got it. How foolish is that man? How foolish are we? To think that God brought us through all of that to be stagnant in 2022? That God brought us through all of that to stay where we are? No, thanks be to God for his mercy. The Bible says he's rich in it, and he brought us through all of that. And now he says, keep going. I didn't bring you this far for you to stop now. And yet we're just like our spiritual ancestors, the children of Israel. Remember them? What did God bring them out of? Brought them out of Egypt. 
Man, God went through all of this great trouble to bring them out of Egypt. Remember the plagues? Haven't you seen the movie? Charlton Heston? Okay, maybe not. All right, you know, he brought them to all that. Man, you gotta go back and watch. It's a classic. All right, or you just read your Bible. It's in there too. All right, brought them out of Egypt. I know, look, some of you folks are like me. You'll say, have you read that book? No, I've seen the movie. All right, this time you need to read the book. All right, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna suffice, I assure you. God brought them all of that way. They get to the Red Sea, then what do they start doing? <laughs> Griping and complaining. Here they are, God did this great work to bring them out, and now they're sitting there, oh, we're gonna die, and all this. How pitiful. What a pitiful sight, just like you and I, isn't it? God brings us through trouble, God brings us through trials, and then we get complacent again, and we quit moving. What did God tell Moses? Exodus chapter 14, verse 15, listen to this. And the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. God did not bring them out of Egypt. You say, well, did my job, brought them out of Egypt. We're good. You guys are on your own now. No, no, God's plan was to bring them out so that he could bring them in somewhere else. Now watch this. God brought us through 2021. God brought Lot out of the city, but he had a plan for him to keep going, and that's God's will for Central Baptist Church. Boy, God brought us through a lot. I mean, struggles and strife and trials and heartache and grief and pain, and God brought us through it all, took us by the hand, led us through it all, and now we've made it out of it. Now what? I'll tell you what the answer to that is. We've got to hear the call to keep going. He says in verse 17, escape for thy life. I love 1 Peter 1, 3. The Bible says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us unto a lively hope. Now let's break that down. The Bible says, blessed be the Lord Jesus Christ, who through his abundant what? Mercy. We got saved through his mercy. And so God saved us to sit. No, no, no. That's the way most people do. They go from salvation to stagnation. That's what we do, don't we? We get saved and we sit. Well, we even have a song, you know. Uh, what is it? Sitting on the promises of God? No, standing on the promises of God. That is it. God didn't save us to sit. It's not salvation and stagnation. God saved us to move on. According to his mercy, the Bible says, he hath begotten us unto, that's a directional word. He's begotten us unto a lively hope. He says, hey, I saved you for something. You say, oh, I thank God he saved me from hell. Me too, all right? That was worth it. But boy, there's a bonus feature. It's like Sunday night services, there's bonus. Well, you come, you're so glad you came to church today. You hear about all these bonuses we have around here. Not only did he save you from hell, he saved you for heaven. And the meantime, in between that, you know what there is? There's an abundant life. I mean, bonus after bonus after bonus. Now watch this. God brought us through a lot. God brought us out of a lot. Now he says, I want you to keep going. That's why David says in Psalms 40 verse 2, he brought me up also out of an horrible pit. Notice the wording. He brought me. Do you know how I got saved? I got baptized. Nope, that wasn't it. That's just Hattiesburg water up there. You may even get sick if you drink it when you get baptized, so keep your mouth shut. Ain't no power. I'm just, look, full disclosure, we try to coronate it, but you know, it's Hattiesburg water. Who knows? It wasn't the water. 
So I prayed a prayer. And so now I'm saying, oh, that's, that's not it. The Bible says that it was his mercy, not of works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy. Mercy, he saved us. Can I tell you this morning, God did not save you from sin for you to sit. And then after you're saved, God does not bring you through what he brought you through to stop. God says, I want you to keep going. He said, now that I've brought you out, escape for thy life. I couldn't help but think about Jonah this morning, and I laughed a little bit. So here's Jonah. Watch this. He's in a bind. He's in the belly of a whale. I'd call that a bind, okay? Some of you have probably been in, been in bigger. I know your testimonies, but, you know, he was in a whale. And what is he doing in the whale? Lord, please get me out of this. Lord, please get me out of this. He's repenting. He's praying every prayer in the book to get out of there. Finally, the Lord speaks to the whale, and he vomits him up. I thought about this this morning. We'll never know until we get to heaven. We're going to get to ask him if we can remember that. Oh, Jonah's laying there on the seashore. I wonder how long it took him to get on the road. I bet it wasn't long. Oh, Jonah's like, can you believe this? I stink. Lord, you want me to go preach to those people? My hair's messed up. I stink. They're not going to respect a man that smells like sardines. I know that from personal experience. No, just kidding. No, I believe he hit the ground. So thankful that God is merciful. On to Nineveh. It didn't take him long. Look, God didn't deliver him out of the whale just so that he could be a free man. God had a job for him to do. And I believe this morning God's given us an opportunity. But we got to decide, what are we going to do with it? Oh, Lord, just help us get through 2021. That was a rough year, tough year. Lord, just help us get through it. Okay, he did. He did. Here we are. Here we are. God's given us what we've asked for. What are we going to do with it? Now what? Well, what we need to do is we need to keep going. Reminds me of a motorcycle I saw when I was a kid. We're going down the road with my dad, looked over and this guy was sitting at a gas station on a motorcycle with pedals. You know, it didn't have training wheels, but it did have pedals. And I says, what is that? My dad says, that's a moped. Anybody ever own one? I never, I've never owned one. I do own a Vespa. If you ever want to see it, I'll take you for a ride. But he had a moped and it had pedals on it. I said, well, what's the point of the pedals? He's putting gas in it. I was like, Where? well, dad says, you know, to get it started, you pedal. You kind of get the momentum going. You get it moving. Then after it's moving, you hit the throttle. Burn, you take off. But that pedaling kind of gets you up to speed for you to get the motor going because it's, it's hard to get going by itself. But you pedal, and after a while, that motor, you'll kick in. You take off down the road. I thought it was amazing. I always wanted one. never got one. This morning, I was thinking how that is the way it is with God. God does the pedaling. God gets us going. But sooner or later, you've got to give it some gas. Sooner or later, you've got to decide, God's given me this opportunity. Look, I want everybody to do something with me. We're going to have a group exercise together, okay? On count of three, I want you to inhale. One, two, three. Exhale toward the floor. In case you have bad breath, okay. If you were able to do that, watch this. I have great news for you. You made it to 2022. Some of you like, yeah. You did. You made it. Now what? Now what? Or just help us get through 2021. Help us get out of this mess. Well, he got Lot out, but then he says, okay, Lot, now it's your turn. 
I've done my part, now it's your turn. So number two, we've got to hear the call to keep going. And finally, look down at verse 17, and I'll give you this. We'll be done. The Bible says, it came to pass when they had brought them forth, as God has brought us forth, abroad, that he said, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. Neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Now, this third one is very crucial. He's very specific. He says, okay, I've brought you out. I want you to keep going. And he gives them something important they've got to do. He says, watch this, look not behind thee. Look not behind thee. The third thing we've got to do now that God has brought us forth, notice this, the command to leave behind. He gave them a command to leave behind. Now stick with me. It's obvious that Lot had to leave some things behind in the area that God had brought him from. There's no way that Lot could move forward to where God was leading him to and what God was leading him from. There's no way Lot could move forward without leaving some things behind where he was at. As I have found, you cannot be in two places at once. Moving forward is impossible if you don't let go of some things that are behind you. Now, did you hear me out today? There's a reason the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, laying aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us. God's called us to run a race. Next Sunday morning, I'm going to share with you the race that, Lord willing, we're going to run together till Jesus comes back in 2022. I'm going to share that with you. I'm so excited about it, looking forward to it. And God's given us a race, God's given us a calling, God's given us a will for something to run. But he says you can't run that race as long as you're carrying things, luggage and baggage that weighs you down, laying aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Now do you notice as we're reading this, the Bible says that Lot in verse 16, he lingered and the angels had to put their hands on him to get him out. And then now he's giving him the charge in verse 17. You've got to keep moving. Don't stop here. But why did the angel give him that charge? It's because he knew there were some things back behind him that he was holding on to. I believe with all of my heart this morning that if you're going to move forward out of all that God's brought us for through out of 2021, you're going to have to leave some things in 2021. Now, I know it's already 2022, but this morning's service is a great opportunity to leave some things behind that are only going to slow you down from moving forward in the will of God for your life in 2022. Do you know Lot had relationships? He had family back in Sodom. Oh, he was so torn. But he says, you've got to not look back. You've got to look forward. You've got to leave some things behind. Why? Because that's going to cause you to be consumed. Now, folks, God's will is grand. It's wonderful, and it's blessed to be a part of. But there's some of us this morning that are going to miss out on it because you won't leave behind some things that God has already brought you through. I think about this past year. Our schedule was upended the normal process of how you do things in a church was upended. I mean, we were in the building, out of the building. So many reasons not to come to church. And I believe with all of my heart, one of the things we're going to have to leave behind in 2021, we're going to have to leave behind our excuses. 2021 gave us a lot of excuses. I'm right here with you. 
I mean, look, they can't teach you in Bible college how to prepare for a pandemic. You figure this thing out as we go. We've got enough experience under our belt now to understand that if we're not careful, a lot of the things we're going through and that God brought us through could be used as excuses. Listen, listen, there's folks this morning that haven't been darkened the door of a church in a long time. Why? Because these things we've gone through have become an excuse not to move forward. And the only way we're going to be able to move forward is to leave our excuses behind. But watch this. You've got to get to the place where you admit it's an excuse. Right? I think it was Bear Bryant, and I hate quoting the Alabama coach, but it's just a fact. He said it. It's good. Success is when you talk yourself out of your excuses. Do you want to be successful in 2022? It's time to leave some things behind, things that God brought us through. Maybe it's grief, and that grief is weighing you down. Maybe it's pain, disappointment. I don't know what it is, but I'll guarantee you this. The Holy Spirit of God's going to let you know, and he's going to let you know that's dragging you down, that's slowing you down, that's an excuse, that's baggage, and you've got to leave that behind. Don't look back. Don't look back. Why? You've got to move forward, or else you're going to be consumed. You're going to be consumed. Oh my goodness, so often we see in people's lives that sin is a stowaway that will sink the entire ship. You know what? I'm just going to have this one little area of my life. You know, this is my, no, no, no. You better get rid of it. Don't look back. Don't look back. Don't think, you know what? I'm going to carry that with me, or else you'll find the entire lump gets leveled because a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Hear me out this morning, folks. If we're going to move forward, we're going to have to leave some things behind. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there's something the Lord wants us to leave that he's brought us through he doesn't want us to turn back to. Most importantly, you know what I believe? We make sure I leave our sin behind. Why don't we leave our sin behind? This morning, God calls us. Listen, I remember as a lost nine-year-old kid, the Holy Spirit of God knocked on my heart's door, showed me that I was lost and needed to be saved. But you know what? Repentance is turning from sin to the Father. All right? It's not just praying a prayer. It's turning from that. And oftentimes, we're so attached to it, we can't let go of it to go toward the Father to where he's calling us. That's why people miss out on heaven. Is that what you need to leave behind this morning? Folks, here we are. It's 2022. We found that God is merciful. We need to thank him for that. If for nothing else this morning, I'd be at an altar thanking God for his mercy. He brought us through. And here we are, we're standing on the outskirts of 2021. Wow, he brought us out of all of that. But he didn't call us to stop. He wants us to keep going. But this morning there's something keeping us from moving forward. It's something we need to leave behind. If the Holy Spirit were to make it clear today, if he were to make it clear, would you let it go? Don't answer me, okay? I don't count. He does. If the Holy Spirit were to make it clear right now, what it is that you need to turn your back on. Don't look back. Would you be willing to leave it behind? I pray that by God's goodness and his grace, 2022 could be our best year ever, but it's not going to be if you don't turn your back on what God's leading you to right now. Are you sure that you're saved today? Why don't you leave being lost in 2021 and move forward in 2022 being saved? Look, if you are saved this morning, can I ask you, are you running as fast as you could run? Or is there something holding you down? Why don't you leave it? Why don't you leave it? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Let's stand together. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed.